0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts Hook
2: another
3: lucky trout, HG. Yes, uh, TF much. Cedric has been some AO torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the sound of a man fascinated and obsessed by the healing power of the greatest game of all. That man is the sumpster, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof game here at the ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, down the tool, and welcome to another bludge. It's HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What a week. What an incredible week. I say it every week, but each week is more incredible than the last. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And now, look, to begin where we sort of more or less began this time last week. The Bludge broke a story last week of the developing relationship between Rugby League Supremo, that's the Manifethers, Peter Valundas, and the Royal Family, and in particular, H.M. the Q. The Queen was very impressed with Peter's knowledge of cutlery and how to break bread. This week, to stay in touch, and remember the Queen did ask Peter to stay in touch, they swapped cards and emails, etc., so to stay in touch uh, with the Palace and pour a bit of petrol on that romantic royal fire, Valendis sent the, Her Majesty the last 20 issues of Rugby League Week. Now, Probably not many people listening to this program would remember Rugby League Week, but it was the Journal of Record for the game, that is the greatest game of all, published between 1970 and 2017. So the best, you know, do the maths yourself. It's a long haul. It's the best part of 47 years. Didn't quite make, and certainly not as long as the Queen's reign. Don't get me wrong, but a fair step along the way. The journal, the last 20 issues of the journal were the best. In the pack with the mags, Pete included two tickets to the Dally M's. I mean, these are not... These, I've got I've got to say right from the start start of this particular item, these are not rubbish seats. They're top seats, two on the aisle. She's he sent three rows back. Incidentally, Volandis hopes the Queen, and this is a big first for rugby league, I think, and any world sport. The Queen will present the gong for the player of the year. Royalty and league and the short sure touch of Volandis, Who kn- who's kn- who knows where this will end. Sooner or later, we'll have Kiss playing at the NRL Grand Final. More on that later. In return, the Queen has offered to open her Christmas message this year. Remember, each year the Queen knocks out a Christmas message. I mean, I've got to be honest, they don't really speak to me, but then I'm not one of her loyal subjects. Uh, So she's offered to open a Christmas message this year with the carefully scripted words. Peter wrote these for her. On behalf of the House of Windsor, happy Christmas and happy rugby league to you, and a special happy rugby league to all Commonwealth families. How about that? Rugby league right at the very top now. What a way to begin her Xmas 2022 spray. League action this week included the Roosters snaring a great win over the Dragons. Uh, now, have I got that right? Um, um, I may have jumped a week there. The Roosters certainly had a win uh, over the Knights. I might have got – might have. in fact, what I've done is – I've got so enchanted by the Queen rubbish that I've uh, pencilled in what happened last week. But the Dragons did have a win uh, and, uh, look, they were – there was a lot of dust raised concerning Hook's future – I think the uh, twenty to six win over the Seagulls has certainly settled that dust down for the time being. But incidentally, is it time, just apropos of nothing, for the Dragons to press the panic button? Uh, footy heads, what about the breaking news that the PNG Le- PNG Rugby League are close to being granted a franchise to enter the NRL? That's right, the PNG Goomals are coming! Whoa! Obviously, this new side would be based in Moorsby at a world-class, cutting-edge, 40,000-seat stadium built and funded by the Australian government to the tune $2.6 Thinking outside the square, so we've got the Kummels in, then you think outside the square, what could happen once the Kummels come in? Could this side be the home of the Bears, as in the PNG Bears, and have a playing footprint that included a few home games in Perth and Hobart? A concept that ticks so many boxes! internationally, the Rugby Union third test. What a schmuzzle. I mean, talk about a team shooting themselves in the foot. It was at the SCG in front of a sellout crowd and the old gold fruit and nut just simply melted away in the heat applied by the English outfits coached by our red. Now, the Poms grubbed their way to victory. 10 fruit and nut, 17, visitors, 21. Now, there's a lot of lo- There – there is, I've got to stress, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit drooping from this fixture, I've got to preface my remarks by saying having witnessed a lot of rugby around the world, I can accept the vigorous banter aimed at visiting coaches and I've seen many supporters overcome by emotion and needing to take a long jimmy or a quick dump in the nearby bushes, but I've never seen anyone siphon the python on the scoreboard. I didn't know whether this was a comment on the code as a whole or simply a comment on the fixture of venue. Having said that, it's a terrible, it's a terrible place for a, well, it's a terrible place for the fruit and nut, terrible place for rugby. I mean, you're just about 90 metres away from any bit of the action, any bit of the possible action, and generally three or four kilometres away from most of the action. The fruit and nut have only won once there in the last ten appearances. Uh, but I've just had to remind myself as I stumbled away, is that any reason to point Percy at the fixtures and fittings? Uh, and by the way, is this the sort of crowd that rugby's pulling, The Australian rugby is pulling these days? You know, sickos and pervs? I'm mean, in a hope not. Anyway, meanwhile, Michael Checker, uh, well, he's polishing the Argentina at the moment, and uh, they took apart Scotland and now pose a real threat for the Aussie Flakes. Remember, of course, Scotland is the nemesis side for the fruit and nut. Hockey Rouge defeated host Spain to advance to the World Cup semi finals. Uh, sadly, the Ruse had to settle for bronze medal playoff against Germany, where they triumphed 2 1. That's right, Aussie hockey ruse. up in the bronze medal playoff. They lost their semi to the Netherlands 1-0. High jump. Now, remember some time ago, all those months ago, during I think it might have been the first phase of lockdown, the blood suggested local councils across the nation put up high bars and drag in mattresses left on footpaths to handle the landing flop. We thought this was a fairly COVID uh, cautious form of outdoor exercise where people wouldn't get in each other's road or too near each other, one at a time if you don't mind. Well, all that great work by councils has come up trumps Trump's with Eleanor Patterson winning gold with a jump of a life at the worlds in Oregon, and EP has the Australian record in the hip pocket as well as the gold. Her jump, wait for it cleared, 2.02 metres, mark it off on the door jam and marvel at how huge that jump was. It's just incredible. You you sit back at your kitchen table and you look at the door and you think, she couldn't have got that high, surely, over that, over that bar. I mean, you might be able to put a shoebox there and get over it fairly much in the same way as that Eleanor cleared the 2.02. Brilliant jump. Great jump. And put us right on top of, you know, world calculations with, obviously, Paris not that far away and the commie games coming up at the end of this week, I think, in Birmingham. Great place, Birmingham. Now, boxing, and in the Battle of the Brothers, Horn v. Zoo Wednesday night, uh, it was a night of nights, really. Zoo had never faced the brother of a primary school teacher and was taken the distance but won eventually convincingly on points. He went the distance. They just He just couldn't put the kid away. I mean, Jeff, his brother, had taught, uh, you know, obviously Ben everything he knew about defence and just suffered a little bit of an attack, if we can use rugby league terms. On the other ca- undercard, Justin Hodges beat Jordan Simeon, is now calling out noodles. Paul Gallon. Gallon, I think, has responded in that he'll take on both Justin and Ben Hannett in the same on the same night of nights. Should there be another donkey circuit night of nights coming up? But he's refused to take on SBW. That's been put to bed now. There's no. I mean, just imagine that. Surely. We can put pressure on SBW and Gal. This is the one Australia wants. I mean, Justin Hewney can box whoever he likes, but the one people want to see is on the donkey circuit is SBW and, uh, you know, obviously Noodles. Now, Jessica Adams on the same night KO'd Ashley Sims. It was a beautiful bout, beautiful bout, high-class bout. And Ionian Foley put on a war that had to be stopped by the referees that threatened to get completely out of control. I mean, no-one wanted to stop. The, the referee had to get in between and take a few himself to settle the boys down. I mean, mercifully, the lads left looking for a nearby car park to continue. Now, golf, and let's not bang on about it, but if the eye of the storm... Are you listening, Sneasby? If eye of the storm was in production, what a great guess Cam Smith, the golfer, would make, sitting on the AT with Cam Smith, host of the storm. Talk about a tight fit. I know the has suggested this before, but if not now, When? I mean, it's perfect Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up storage of the week's sporting action. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope is part of the, the big bloke upstairs, and he got a big workout this week. You know, can I point out that there's also the devil involved in this? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, the beard-bearded bloke, uh, you know, does a lot of work himself, but he's always been, you know, wide-handed by the devil, so we've got to take into, into account. Anyway, uh, the voice belongs to the man with the lunchbox of hope rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy Rugby League. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Folly sick, Simon, dude!
2: Yes, thanks uh, very much, uh, HG, and uh, happy Rugby League uh, to you, of course, HG, and to your family, and happy Rugby League to all... Decent, hard-working Australians with a what I'd describe as a natural moral compass, <laughs> who know uh, truth from fiction and place their faith in facts. That's what. Uh, that's are there what, any of them uh, left? I think there are. Yes, I think there are. You know, when I waddle about the suburbs, Coles. I still see them with umbrellas. Generally speaking. Now, I have to speak of umbrellas. It's got nothing to do with umbrellas, really, but I have to address uh, a couple of rumours that have been swirling through uh, social media recently, and normally social media I ignore, but the uh, whispers have become so loud that I really I do have to address them, and the first being that, yes, yes, I have been approached by the shark to uh, speak on behalf of the Saudi show and there was a lot of money offered, a hell of a lot of money. Um, I can say quite comfortably it was in the realm of tens of millions and uh, I said no. Mm -hmm. I said no. Contrary to what social media is suggesting, I have not got on board the Saudi show with the shark. Mm -hmm. However... The other rumour uh, is the suggestion that I would... <laughs> one suggestion was come out of retirement and join the Dolphins with, uh, with Wayne Bedford. That's not going to happen. I mean, that is not going to happen. Uh, I'm, I, look, I'm quite happy to talk to Wayne. I've spoken to Wayne in the past. But since Wayne's been uh, in association with the Dolphins, I've had no contact with him at all. No. And that is the truth. I mean, it just drives me nuts Every second person coming up and saying, well, congratulations, Roy, you are going to be a No, I'm not. Okay. I mean, it is absurd. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is just absurd to mm-hmm. imagine.
3: Mm. <sighs> anyway. But you spend so much time hosing off these things. I, I know.
2: I know. Look, you, I've, had you, you, I've had enough. I've just, I've you just you had You can't enough. leave
3: your house now because well, everybody yeah, in know. your area is well, cured I know. Up.
2: You've got Paul Kid at the bloody yeah. front door all the time. He's a true right. Are you a dolphin? Screaming through the letterbox? Yes. Well, I'm not. Never have been. Mm. And no plans to. Yes, yes. And even if Wayne did phone up and say, Roy, have you still got your boots? I'd say no.
3: <sighs> On the other hand, if...
2: Oh, Sorry, started... if the money was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. You know, I mean, you'd be an idiot. You'd not, be an idiot.
3: Not, not to look at the deal. Yeah,
2: of course. <laughs> Uh, as she's pointed out, Cam Smith was the British. Well, what a great achievement for, uh, for Cam Smith. And um, it's so good having, uh, you know, a quiet Aussie. Unassuming. Uh, uh, unassuming Aussie. Mm. Just, just a world-beater. Absolute world-beater. Uh, I noticed that uh, former President uh, Trump is supporting the Sharks show uh, and is putting pressure on Cam to join up. I have had no close contact with Cam, uh, but I would suggest to Cam that he just ignores it the same way I did. And Cam, there'll be a lot of money being thrown at you, mate, but honestly, you've won the British Open, uh, you won the Players' Championship, you've got plenty of money. You don't need... I mean, you've got enough for your family now. Uh, You don't need the uh, bloody money that uh, is coming from the shark. Uh, now, uh, England captain, cricket captain, that is Ben Stokes, retires from One Day Cricket. Uh, I just think he thinks it's too much and it's a bit dull. And he's, he's not he, alone. He's not alone. Uh, I think Usman Khawaja has put yes. his hand up this week, saying that the, he's questioning the future of One Day Cricket, and he's not alone. Not. It's just a bit dull. The fifty over, the fifty over format. I mean, it's not as exciting as the, uh, you know, T Twenty. Well, what could be, you know, if you want a confection, a confection which you know one-day cricket was, uh, you've got a better confection with the T20, and even it's starting to struggle a little bit because it's meaningless. Um, so I, I, I think the I think we could just finish the one-day game now. Oh, wow. you know, a lot of cricketers, a lot of people, the public will be relieved.
3: I know. Oh, do we have to go again, Yeah, uh, We got to do what? Yeah, stay there all day. Fifty Oh no. no. That's all up? 50? No, each?
2: Oh, no, 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 count me no, out. No, no, count me out. Uh, Little Leighton is ushered into the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Great night. A wonderful night. I think this was at Newport, Rhode Island, HG. Um, <laughs> a a bizarre like place. Definitely. I usually associate that with America's Cup. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, uh, that's where the tennis it's moved on. hall is. And he joins, um, I suppose he joined Nuke, um, Rocket. Uh, who else? Rose will probably host Ray Sedgman, Ruffles, Fiery Fred, Margaret Court, Leslie Bowery, Wendy Turnbull, Cashy, Rafter. Mean, a there's a few of them. It's a bit meaningless, really, isn't it? With that two, so many. Well, in these there. are all great Aussies. Oh, yeah, I know the great. And there Aussies. are people from other, you know, other countries involved in it as well. You know, Billy Jean's there. Yeah. Uh, for a start, yeah. so so it's 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 not just Aussies, but uh, there are a hell of a lot of Aussies in there. No, it's good. It's good. Oh.
3: And Little's offered to uh, put the pie warmer on every time he turns up.
2: Oh, yes, sure. Uh, now, as has pointed out, Wallabies really defeated themselves. It was woeful handling and just general bungling. I mean, if any... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Are they coached? I, 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 don't, I don't think they're coached at all. I mean, you couldn't coach them to be that stupid, could you? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But... They just have a genius for taking the wrong, wrong option, doing the wrong thing, and not handling the ball, just dropping the ball. I know. Weird, isn't it? And passing it to no one. Mm. Mm. It's just bizarre. bizarre. I'm amazed they got 17 points. How'd well, they do that? Well, they did it well before they woke up. Right. Uh, Aussie Jack White joins the uh, Denver Nuggets. God almighty, we are producing so many wonderful basketballers, aren't mm. we? We've become a basketball factory. Mm. Australia. Un- unlike rugby. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever's in charge of, uh, of uh, basketball in Australia, well, full marks. Trousers full of feathers. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I, I, I think the Gays family have got a lot to do with it. Do you? I do. But remember, both Lindsay and Andrew were both into the Australian hall Basketball of Hall of
3: Fame. Oh, well, that says a lot.
2: <clears throat> I think we broke that story a couple of weeks ago. Uh, now, the socceroo Aaron Moy joins Ange at Celtic. Good news. And I think Harry Kuhl has signed on as well. So it's getting a very much an Aussie flavour, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Kuhl, I think, in the coaching. Uh, Kuhl in the coaching. Oh, yeah, yes, he's, he's not. he hasn't been mean, approached uh, to by pull the... pull on the boots. No. By the Dolphins. He hasn't been approached by the Dolphins, and I know that's a fact. Uh, Djokovic, that is the joker, uh, he may not be able to play the US Open due to, obviously, his vax position. Uh, I don't think there's any suggestion the situation's going to change with the policy of the United States, so I think uh, he, he won't be there. Uh, will he be missed? Probably, but he's not gonna be there. Uh, Football Australia gets a $230 million government injection to springboard off the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. Now I have I have every confidence in Football Australia when it comes to a big bag of money. They know how to spend money, don't they? They do. They've got a proven track record. And I just don't think this is you know, showing good money after bad. Uh, I, I think they can generate with 230 million a head of a lot of excitement that might last, you know, let's say upwards of two or three weeks after the World Cup. Yeah. And if they can achieve that,
1: yeah, hats, hats off!
2: off. <laughs> hats off! Uh, now, Ben Horn, as you said, yeah, yeah, well, Tim Zoo gave him the fright of his life. I, I mean, I had a lot of money on Zoo. I thought it was going to be a walkover, but Horn, huh, I underestimated like a lot of other people did. Uh, the power of the brother of the fighting primary school teacher. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what the... That's what it's about. Yeah. The lineage. The lineage, yes. I don't know if Ben's a primary school teacher as well. Let's say he is. Let's say both horns are, Mr. Chalkies. are Mr. Horns. Yeah, Mr. Horns. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Horn, can I go out? Of course you can. Where are you going anyway? Uh, now, a wonderful week, of course, with the greatest game of all. Anthony Milford has joined the Dolphins. That's good news. hmm Oh, must be a lot of Dolphins fans, very excited with the prospect of Milford turning up. Can
3: I ask, are there many Dolphin fans? I mean, have you? Oh, been out I of don't know.
2: I assume there will be. Yeah, but what they once just they get the moat in, you know. Oh,
3: yeah, true. You mean people who just hate, uh, you know, uh, Adam I hate, Reynolds? Hate, hate Broncos. Yeah, hate Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And moat freaks. Yeah, moat freaks. Yeah, yeah. Fisher people. <laughs> Storm, the storm, the storm. Questions have to be asked. I mean, the spine's fallen apart. Uh, I don't know if they've got much of a spine left anymore. I think Pappenhausen's gone. He's, out, gone, he's yeah. out for the season. Yeah, it's just all falling apart for the Storm. They're going to have to stand up tonight. I think the plane's playing South. Rabbits. Yes. This is going to be a moment for the Storm. Where's it being played, actually? You
3: know? Ah, uh, here. Somewhere here. Acor.
2: Ah, Acor. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I
3: hope that's the correct pronunciation.
2: Right, ACOR, yeah, I guess. ACOR. Cool. Now, there are suggestions that a rugby league lottery be established by New South Wales Lotteries to address the infrastructure needs of rural and regional New South Wales. Are league. you calling Rug- for rugby that, league, Roy? I am. And I've had a few uh, forays or discussions with uh, the Golden Casket people in Queensland. The uh, Golden Casket, are on board. Yeah. Uh, to have a dedicated lottery similar in Queensland for rural and regional Queensland Rugby League, just for the infrastructure, just for a few years let 's say ten years ten years mm-hmm. of lotteries mm-hmm. um, it would inject i estimate something like three hundred and fifty million a year a year uh, into rural and regional Queensland and New South Wales rugby League, and I think that 'd be a marvelous thing, marvelous thing. Uh now, but at this stage, uh, while New South Wales is on board, as I say, Queensland at this stage is not. But maybe more on this next week. Make of that what you will.
1: The Payne Haas Art Prize for the best portrait of a player or TikTok effort with rugby league theme is on again in 2022. $250,000 is up for grabs in the Haas, the richest rugby league art prize in the world. Have a crack at the Haas, lodges!
3: Yes, as Dave, uh, our hard-working producer, points out, Payne Haas did play well the other night. But he was allowed to play well. Thanks very much. Mm. Exactly my thoughts entirely. Mm. Now, if you want to get in touch with the show, uh, the text line may be working. I'm not a technician, so I don't know about these things, but I'm reliably informed it's on. So, if you want to get in touch with us on the text number 04679202222 or the old style way, the slow way, roynochi at abc.net.au. Now, obviously, I have to begin with Volandis and this kerfuffle, this schmozzle, this imbroglio that's oh, just come out of nowhere. I mean, it's not as though we've got enough things to worry about. Now, all of a sudden, he's upset because the Everest. That great race that he's invented, he's created, it's come from the mind of Velandis. This horse is running around for millions and millions of dollars. That idea, that concept which is taking over the world is interrupted by a Bruno Mars concert scheduled for the Sydney Football Stadium on the same day as the Everest Horse Race. Mm. Now, unkindly, people writing this um, uh, column suggest that most people haven't heard of the Everest and a lot more people will have heard of Bruno Mars, which may be a fair fact. Mm. But we've got to we've got to get these people into a room, Roy, and start getting them talking to us. Bruno Mars's people and uh-huh. Valantis's people. I don't think Peter's got time anymore with his royal duties and all that sort of stuff that mm. really pulled the head in another direction. Actually,
2: uh, uh, what time does the Everest take place? Is it about three o'clock? About three o'clock. People listening will know. Three o'clock, and the Bruno Mars concert we'd imagine might start at about eight o'clock. Well, let's say that roughly, even if it is an
3: afternoon show. Bruno appeals to a very wide. Well, I was
2: going to ask what would be the... age
3: range in his audience... What would
2: be the Venn diagram, the intersection of Everest fans and Bruno Mars fans? Very good question. Now, um, the Everest is the richest horse race in Australia. Because it would be a great day for them. It would. Could, it would. Why couldn't you tie them together? You, you, well, you. we'll get to that. Yeah, Just okay.
3: let, me, yep. let me set out the problem. Yep. Yep. The Everest is the richest horse race in Australia, and despite that, it still shakes in its boot at the sight of Bruno Mars... Mm. Looming up large on the same day. Now both events are scheduled for October the fifteenth. Right. Valanders is worried that Bruno will lead into the attendance of the Everest. Why would uh, why would you divide Sydney into deciding where to go? I suppose is his point. Mm. Apropos of yours, people who go to the Everest and then they might feel as though if we're going on a Mars, we need to change our clothes. Yeah. We need to put on our you know our outgoing gear as opposed to our race going gear, etc. There's yeah. those sort of problems. Or we only go to one. Yeah. Now. The other thing that this uh, columnist point out, he points out that the Sydney Chamber Music Festival is also happening that day. No way. <laughs> way. Way Whoa, the same that's day. That's poor
2: planning, isn't
3: it? It is. But Volandis has said nothing about that. Nothing. Oh. Absolutely yeah. nothing. He hadn't come out and said, can the violins stop those double basses, etc." Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he says we've worked very hard... To bring an event to Sydney, it's a homegrown event. We've established it so they didn't have to take it very far. Mm. Just had to find a track to put it on. We've established that we've got interstate business, international people, people coming to stay in the rugby league hotel in in Brisbane and then coming down for the day, mm. which makes it, uh, <clears throat> you know, total of 45,000 people can fit into the Sydney football stadiums, which as this... Uh, columnist and fortunately points out leaves about five million people in Sydney who are free to go to the Everest if they want to.
2: Sure. Now is the Everest <laughs> at Royal Randwick? HG? It is at Royal Randwick. Good. Yes. Good. Well, that's uh, and Bruno is at the SCG. Did you say SFS? Oh, the SFS. Yeah. Okay. The
3: new FSS, opened by mm-hmm. the billionaires. Yeah. Remember that'll be up and running by then.
2: Sure. Well, it's not a long walk though from Royal Randwick to the SFS, is it? It's not.
3: It's not. Now. Can I suggest, apropos of what you raised Mm. a minute ago, Mm. can I suggest a few ways of why not a double ticket, Mars and the Everest? You know, you might get a bit off. I'm not talking about a lot off. Mm -hmm. Joining people together, making it look as though people are doing something, you know, in the spirit of Sydney. Sydney being the only place in the world where on the day of the Everest you can see Mars. Mm. Now, Bruno's tips. Get him on one of those shows like, uh, I don't know, let's say probably seven have the Everest. Mm. So with Koshi in the morning, you know, a great special with Bruno Mars, say the Thursday before the race. Mm. What do you like, Bruno? Yes. <laughs> Could you tip the rest of the card for us? I mean, you're going well. Sure. Anyway. Sure. Now, TAB machines at the SFS, for those who come early, mm-hmm. put the race on the big screen, yes. have a, a special panel up there before the race. You know, you might have music people. Mm. You know, um, I, I don't know if anybody. You know, Mark Holden, you were talking about earlier. Yes. Uh, you know, a name from the past, or, along with Bernard Fanning, say from Powderfinger, who we heard just a moment ago. Yep. Be a great racing panel mm. with Bruce maybe hosting mm. it there, and Bruce doing his commentary live from the SFS. Mm. You mm. know, what I mean, this is this is what Sydney's famous for. Yeah. These yep. Yep. elaborate. Mm-hmm. Clashing of codes and contrasting forms of entertainment all in the one place at the p-
2: special yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's uh, promoting uh, Bruno Mars? No, know?
3: look, I've, I've, I've got no idea really about that. Right. Uh, that's it's not Paul
2: Dainty or someone like that. Oh, I could
3: easily be Paul Dainty, right. uh, you know,
2: or somebody big like well, that. Well, wouldn't it be possible for. Peter Ricks, maybe. <laughs> or Peter Ricks. Would it be possible for. Uh, the man of feathers to talk to the Paul Dainty, Paul, and say, and listen, say, look, what can, could, we do? what can we work out here? Yeah, exactly. If if say people turn up at the concert with a betting ticket from Royal Randwick, they get a free beer. Oh, what a great idea! That is a great idea. Just something like that. Just some little crossover to encourage people to, you know. Because a, a lot of people with, with so much COVID about people are a little bit gun shy about going you know, places g- going places in big groups. Well, yeah. this would encourage people to get out and be more confident in themselves.
3: How about an appearance on track by Bruno Mars? He could sing the national anthem. I don't say he should yes. do his whole show. Yes. Let's say you know how all the jockeys come out. They're introduced to the uh-huh. crowd. Uh huh. Hello, is yeah. Karen McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, beauty, Karen. Give it away.
2: Yeah, that sort of stuff. What a lovely idea. And he sings... And head. he could say, look, I'm on just up here at yeah, the SFS. Oh, if you right. want to waddle up after the race, yeah. uh, more than happy to accommodate you and remember yeah. to bring your ticket to get your beer.
1: McLaughlin Gate. No-one is talking about it and yet we all know the crimes. Any tips? Any clues? Any ideas? Bludging on the blind side... Is all ears. See, uh, Volandis goes out on a limb when
3: he says, um, you know, we're going for the same market. The Everest attracts a younger generation. Yes. We're very proud of that. Can I point out, it doesn't actually attract a younger generation per se. Mm. It attracts younger punters. Now, I'm not knocking younger punters. Younger p- punters have to start somewhere. You, the earlier the better. My yeah. view is if you don't have them by seven, you've lost them for life. Yes. So yes. this is a perfect way to get teenagers and younger people involved through the crossover, you're saying. Yes. I mean, I'm also not suggesting that people should take the betting tickets and give them to younger people so they can get the beer down the road, although mm. I'm sure that'll happen. Yes. I just ask the police to be mindful of that and the promoters to be mindful of that.
2: Yes, yes. Well, yeah, well, that's It's a bit like uh, Splendour in the Grass, isn't it? I yeah. mean, All children should be accompanied by an adult, you know, I, I don't think it's right if kids are allowed to take their betting t- tickets up to, and, get, a to get a beer.
1: <laughs> no, because like that puts
2: bed. the onus on the staff too, yeah. and it slows things down. Yeah. You know, you, ah, you, you look. Show me your license. Yeah, I haven't got a car. Oh,
3: you can't have a show, beer. You can't have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you realise you won the Everest with that betting <laughs> ticket? Anyway, um, <clears throat> Everest attracts younger generation. Uh, yeah. Proud of that event for twenty to thirty-five year olds. Yeah, now um, Bruno Mars, of course, actually probably appeals to people who like the sound of Michael Jackson, but don't have the but uh, the act doesn't have the baggage of Michael Jackson. No. Obviously, no. he says you'd never see the Victorian government put on a pop concert against the AFL Grand Final. It Makes no commercial sense. The trouble is the AFL incorporate the pop concert as part of the or the rock concert as part of the Grand Final. Yeah. I was there one day, I think I saw The Killers recently. Really? They were really good. And uh, Riewoldt, you know, the Nick Riewoldt from the uh, Richmond Tigers, who might have run the flag that day, got up and sang a few bars of Mr. Brightside. Isn't that fantastic?
2: I mean, until the bled. Are you suggesting one of the jockeys could join Bruno Mars?
3: (laughs) I think uh, I am.
2: Because we do have wonderful singing jockeys. The, the, the Choir of the Horse. The Choir of the Horse, yes. Yeah,
3: brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. They did a terrific version of Wuthering Heights. they got a lot of
2: tick-tock Oh, yes, yeah, a cappella. Yeah, yeah, it was quite moving.
1: <laughs> Newlyweds, buy your house and land package from the experts who know rugby league fans. If you have special needs, see Little and Peachy on the growl in Tiger Town, or the wily veterans Vaughan and Hetherington at the kennel. Let those who know do the heavy lifting, blindsiders. I'm Patrick Stack. The only thing I find hard
0: about Roy and HG is that it ends each week. If, like me, there's a sports-shaped hole in your life after listening to the boys, then check out ABC Sport Daily. Each episode, we cover one story in depth in less than 15 minutes. They're good. (laughs) They are really good. From Aussies conquering the world of athletics. Pretty exciting to have yeah, world champion next to my name. I still can't get over that. To Cam Smith making golf history. So it requires you to be brave. Cam stood up there with a driver and was so brave. And feel-good stories that will make you smile. Well, Pat, I've never seen someone so excited to play a game of rugby league. Well, your daily sports conversation, ABC Sport Daily.
1: Songs of War from the stars of Rugby League is out now on Monster Music. Great tunes that buoyed the hearts of a nation through two world wars sung by the Rugby League stars of today. Top tracks heard every week on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, funny old world.
3: Mm-hmm. Fun, funny old world. Yep. Kiss, you yep. know, yeah. sure know something. I was made up for loving you. All those mm-hmm. great tracks. Mm-hmm. They're currently finishing and concluding a mammoth world tour, which is the last time they'll ever play.
2: Really? Yeah, and it okay. finishes. Is up. Is that a promise? Are they promising that? It does
3: have Farnham written all it over does, it, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. I know you persuaded Farnham to sign a stat deck once that I promised he'd <laughs> yeah, never tour again, which again. Yeah. he willingly signed. <laughs> <laughs> then promptly announced uh, <clears> they <throat> well come back to her. Yeah. now. It appears that Townsville mm. uh, could miss out on this uh, extravaganza of KISS. Why is KISS going to Townsville? Why wouldn't they well, go there?
2: The, the Townsville. Townsville would love KISS.
3: Oh, they, of course they do in the surrounding areas. A lot of pig shooting people would yes. love to get down. Yep. Now, Townsville was booked to host uh, a stop of the End of the Road World Tour at uh, the Country Bank Stadium on September the 10th. Mm. But this is reportedly now being scrapped due to a booking clash with the North Queensland Cowboys.
2: Oh, okay.
3: So on one hand, Volandis does one thing. On the other, he's completely against art.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: I mean, you've got to... Well, hang on. What time is that match? (laughs) (laughs) What? Couldn't it be in the afternoon? It was at three o'clock. Couldn't you change it to three o'clock? You'd easily get it. According to uh, the Cowboys initially tried to accommodate the band to find alternative dates. yeah. If a potential Cowboys home game, you know, got in the road Mm. uh, with a team sitting on the NRL ladder, they'll have a lot of say in where the finals are played. KISS were offered Reed Park. I'm not sure about Reed Park, if it's a great alternative or not. I'm not sure. Right. But uh, this option was, uh, you know, hasn't been accepted. At the time of writing, there's not been an official announcement on KISS not playing in Townsville and it's also not clear what's going to happen uh, to those currently who hold tickets for the show. Right.
2: But. Can you things. use your KISS ticket to get into the Rugby League? I'm pretty sure you'll be able to do that. <laughs> well, there's some compensation. <laughs> there is,
3: Unless you might see a great game of Rugby League. Yeah. I take your point entirely about the 3 o'clock and the 7 o'clock kickoff, mm. well, maybe 8 o'clock, 8.30 kickoff for KISS. Yeah. You could easily fit both in. And let's face it, KISS are no longer as sprightly or, no. you know, as nimble as they used to no, be. They no. might like a 9 o'clock curfew so I can get to bed. Mm. Uh, once they've done a, you know, a fire breathing and licking and all that sort of stuff, sure. they just say, "Go." Yeah.
2: Now, yeah.
3: can I just ask? Mm. Having said that, I get a sniff of Granny here, Big Show. Mm. I get what, a sniff. Kiss doing at the grand final? Really, show, the big dance?
2: Yeah. Wow! I think what that, a coup look, that would be. I Are know. you suggesting the man of
3: feathers reach out? I am certainly suggesting the Man of Fresas reach out. We've got, mercifully, we've got... um, Well, we know Gene Simmons. We do. We've got Gene Simmons' number. And if he wants to take that further, I'm more than happy to pass it on. You
2: know, that's a funny thing, HG. uh, We've known Gene now for quite a while. And the thing is, I don't think, well, personally speaking, I can't speak on your behalf, but I don't think I've ever discussed rugby league with him. I haven't. I've got to be honest,
3: is I don't haven't discussed sport. No. The only sport he seems to be interested in is indoor sports. Indoor sports, that's Where he's right. got a big rap, a
2: big point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. exactly. So I, Which he's quite happy to talk about. Yeah, he is. At the drop of hat. You can't <laughs> shut him up. Yeah, no. But
3: there's no <laughs> Dally M's for indoor sports, no. you see. So I agree with you. I don't know what their attitude towards rugby league
2: is, yeah. but I'm sure. It'd be I, fascinating to know that, oh, wouldn't it? Of
3: course it, it would. Of course it would. And the only thing, I think the kids They could thing, take the word back to America. Well, no pants, no guess, helmets. Guys. I
2: know. <laughs> you should see this thing. <laughs> and they're coming. Yeah. They might uh,
3: get on really well with the Cowboys. I'm sure they would. They would. Yeah. They would. I'm sure they would. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if somehow the I know it takes a long time to get into the clobber and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But what would be great is if there was some promotional vision yes. of the Cowboys and uh you know Kiss doing something like maybe Yes, like like
2: Kiss uh with Gene Simmons playing the ball. Yeah. In the big boots. In the big boots, yeah. And with His tongue out. Yes. I know. Yeah. Oh, in the makeup. Oh, I
3: mean that'd be perfect. Wouldn't it? Perfect. Yeah. So look, uh, what I find here is mm. is in Sydney, one thing happens. Yeah. In Brisbane or Queensland, the yeah. reverse
2: happens. Yeah.
3: I mean, it would be a fantastic cross-promotion, mm. Rugby League and Kiss, and don't tell me that wouldn't be a perfect, as you point out, yes, a perfect, well, point of, you know, promotion yeah. for the American all, next year. All right.
2: Well, look, I haven't looked at the... Uh, Pictures. Uh, well, how, how long is this Kiss tour? How long are they here? How many shows are they doing? How many other intersections are there between Kiss and Rugby League being on the same day in the same town? Well... You know, we, we might be able to get quite a bit of cross-cultural stuff happening
3: here. Imagine this. Yes. The last Kiss show ever mm. as part of the big dance. Don't tell me that won't get rolled oh. well by
2: there.
3: Do you understand what I mean? That's almost irresistible. It is. And can I suggest they play beforehand? Yes. At halftime and afterwards? And afterwards,
2: yes. Because they've got so many hits. Yep. They do. They do. And, they, and, and, and people that hang around... <laughs> No, they would. They would. Well, look, i got to be honest here. He's, um, All I right. Mean, All right. Well, on this. the same token, if, if we've got to be consistent here, then then the Man of Feathers has got to reach out, as we mentioned, to the Bruno Mars people. Mm. mm. Simple. Are, you,
3: are you seeing a triangular hook up here?
2: What? what? We get kiss no. on
3: the end of a Zoom we get Bruno Mars yes. probably overseas at the moment, not yet in the in the country, nah, and, nah. you know, Volandes, yes. unless Volandes is prepared to go, and I think he should go and visit these people, Yes, and say, listen, I'm Peter Volandes, I know the Queen, would you like to come and play the big dance, as we call it, the grand final in rugby league? The what? Hmm. You know, sure, There's going to be baffled looks. Sure. There are.
2: There are. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. people
3: will wonder what they're talking about. But when you talk about...
2: Whoa, well, I mean, oh, can you imagine, though, HG, okay, you've got the grand final... You've got half time provided by Bruno Mars, and at the end of the grand final, boom, boom, boom Out come Kiss. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> eh? uh, it's just great. And you talk got,
3: about getting your money's worth. I know. And you've got some variation of the beard ticket.
2: Yes. Oh, b- of course there would be some sort of variation. Yeah. So, so. And we'd have to probably lock the doors because it's not going to be a good look if people start leaving as Kiss start. <laughs>
1: Every hour of the day, somewhere in the world, a rugby league referee's whistle is being blown. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
3: Bludging on the Blind Side is what you're doing. Now, while that was track was playing, I'm reminded, of course, is that the AFL, you know, the last act that uh, the is booked, is Robbie Williams.
2: Oh, that's right. You know, yes. the yes. entertainer. Yes.
3: And uh, he's playing at the AFL Grand Final. Good. And uh, He'll be good. He will be good, and he's used to playing big rooms. He is, and he's very uh, professional. Very professional. He'll turn up on time and yep, do something that all will of be, that. be a lot better than meat life, yep. uh, hopefully. Uh, mm. Now, when we get to the act, mm. I haven't seen any announcement about what he's going to do, but the suggestion would be that he may put on a bit of a set afterwards in the manner that we're describing, Yes, maybe not as elaborate as the outline, the Bruno Mars... Sure. <laughs> the gifts yes. at the grand final. But, yeah. uh, and I'm mindful that the news is pressing, but uh, yeah. players involved in this year's AFL grand final could head down the Yarra in boats as part of a revamped parade being planned by the league ahead of the big match, which returns to the MCG for the first time since 2019. Now, usually there's a parade of players.
2: Which everyone loves.
3: They they come from everywhere. I think they get a day Do off. They go, go down Swanston
2: Street, year. They,
3: uh, they go down... Burke Street. Burke no, Street have okay. you got that right? Yeah. Or Collins Street. I forget which. Okay. Anyway, they sit in the back of Utes yes. on, you know, wooden chairs. And yep. there's usually a Fans couple of the streets Fans and, you know, shouting. Love
2: your
3: work.
1: Anyway.
3: The starting trip at Federation Square, the players would cruise down the river in boats to the MCG. They would then disembark and ride in the back of utes in the good, wooden chairs good. to the MCG where they'd be presented to supporters in a pre-game build-up, hopefully with Robbie Williams playing is the tacit thing as well. Right. A couple of tunes from Robbie. Oh, this is on game day? No, this is actually before. Before this on the Friday. Okay, Friday, yeah, good. Okay. Uh, Eddie Maguire, of course, hinted at the plans on Nova, saying the idea would be to bring people into the city on Grand Final Eve uh, to kickstart Melbourne after the obviously the lockdowns. Gillamad Glocklin has indicated he is keen to get creative in his final year in the role as murderer.
2: Isn't that great?
3: So, look, can I just Isn't say this? Great? doesn't go nearly far enough.
2: No, How, what access have people got to the to the river? The river. there, river,
3: uh, well, look, it's can there. you line the banks of the river? You can, but yeah. you're a little way from it. You'd. You know, it's a bit How close are you going to be
2: able to get to the players? Because the lovely thing about if they're on the road, you know. You touch oh, them.
3: You can touch them. Yeah, yeah
2: certainly touch the car
3: yeah. as it goes by. Yeah, I know. It's a complete – look, I'm hoping parachuting well, – I hope people don't bring
2: fishing rods and try and hook them.
3: No, that, that would be against the spirit of the day. They would. But how about parachuting a few in?
2: <laughs> you, you know, oh, right, the, yes. Yeah, so yeah. footballers
3: uh, learned a new skill: how to parachute, right. so we can drop a few in. Mm-hmm. Look, the other thing that I thought of was, you know – something to do with, without wanting to be just too descriptive about it, was, you know, rolled up copies of The Age of Blaze at the back door. Yeah. So there's plenty of room to move, and so you could probably get yep, a fair bit yep, of that sort of action yep. going on. We've look, got to spark this right
1: up.
2: Yeah. At this stage, what are they, just on sort of barges or something? Are That's they, what HG? I get. And the, yeah. Are these barges towed by some vessel, or, or are they, or, self, they got yeah, self propulsion. Look, I'll who's, who's doing the... The driving yeah, work.
3: That's right, with the Roods and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Look, can I point out that Eddie, Details is not Eddie's long suit. No. And the murderer hasn't taken a trick yeah. in years, in decades.
2: And are these barges going to be in club colours? Are they going to...
3: What's the design? Is it, it, I know. I know. So many questions. So many questions. And what if it's hot day? Do they have umbrellas up so people can't see you, them well, or rain oh, for that matter, which is man. more than likely in the current, yes. you know, inclement phase we're yes. going through
2: with the climate? I just think they might look a little self-conscious on a, on a barge. And yeah. what are they doing sitting on a chair on a barge? Is the seat attached to the, to the barge itself or is it free moving? They can fall over if the and
3: do current you think, isn't right. Could it end up being like can a... Can they all swim? Well, that's a good question.
2: And how about... Uh, are know, they going to be lifesavers all uh, along the just in case somebody falls in? <laughs> With, you know,
3: well, look... You know, we can't, we can't we can't solve all these problems before the news. That's why I'm No, what I mean. no, I know we can't. Say. It's
2: only forty seconds away. How can we solve this problem? <laughs> but I If, if there are sufficient safeguards out. for the safety of the players, if there are registered lifesavers every ten meters, let's we'll say right. along the yeah, uh, along the era then and there are club colours involved and you can recognise the players,
1: then I'm all for it. Yeah, as long as people don't throw fruit. Australian football is a family affair. Imagine the AFL without the Silvanis, the controversial Corners and the bulky Browns. Or Rugby League without the sirenans the Morris clan, the two generations of Pierce and the remarkable Hoppawatties. It's unimaginable. All these greats remembered fondly on Bludging on the Blind Side.
3: Yes, Bludgers, welcome back to the Blind Side. And uh, if you want to get involved with the show text number, which we're reliably informed, is working. 0467 920 222, 0467 920 dot or dot at abc.net.au. And the following people have gotten in touch, Roy.
2: Yes, uh, Andrew from Northmead on the text, HG. says, Happy Rugby League. Do you know if Wally Monsieur, Brad Druitt and Phil Dent are in that tennis hall of fame? I, I, I'd assume yes. That's but, an excellent question. It is a good question, isn't it, Phil Dent? Yes, Phil Dent could possibly be there. Yeah. He'd be in the Australian Tennis Hall of Fame. No, yeah, but this is the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Yeah. I I, I assume they'd be there. Uh, mm. But I don't know. Now, Justin from Earlwood, could we get Bruno Mars on three-way turf talk on 2KY? Well, that's obviously a tight fit. That'll happen. He goes on, do they still have three-way turf talk? Do they still have two k y? What good questions. I can't help you. Well, Sky Sport Radio, I think, has taken over from. This is a bit
3: local for Sydney, but uh, I think this is the same with all the racing channels. They're all. But there's plenty of racing talk. There is, is, and why not a TikTok? Bruno's top selections. Yes. You know, leading up to the Everest. Yes. Maybe three or four weeks beforehand. Mm. And um, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you could get, um, mm. I don't know, Darren Flindell and uh, say Quentin Hole from the ABC and oh, Bruno yeah. Mars, that'd be a great.
2: Oh, I'd listen. <laughs> I'd listen. Now, Sir Richard from uh, Goon and Jerry is suggesting Paul Vorton is unashamedly Kiss's number one fan. Maybe he could help, and maybe he could.
3: Is that right? I didn't realise. I he didn't realise that. Freak. I didn't know that. Um, you learn something new every day about yeah, rugby league,
2: don't you? Don't you? Uh,
3: I mean, he's. I he may con- well have met them. Well, I was connecting with uh, Laughing at League, Fatty and Chook.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you, you know, yeah, the humor yeah. side, not sure. the musical side.
3: Oh. Yes, he's true. He may well have met them. Mm.
2: Perhaps the murderer could approach the Bondi rescue people to do the life saving along the era Oh, that's a lovely idea. That's a lovely, lovely idea. Yeah, and that would make program idea. as well, because uh, they could it film would. it. And it'd be great if a player fell off and we could see yes, them in the Yarra. Yes, be actions. rescued. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it like? Oh, it was really scary. Um, now, Paddy from Marrickville's been in touch. He says, happiest of rugby leagues to you. Whoa. Further to your discussion about the, this matter... Um, uh, do you think we could have some TV advertising along the lines of the old community service announcement, announcement types of ad we used to see about the touch judge issue?
3: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I was thinking
2: something along the lines of get in touch with your touchy. <laughs> That's got a nice ring to it too. Uh, perhaps some visuals of a local bringing a tearful touch judge a box of groceries
3: and a fruit and nut. Well, that is a lovely idea. So simple, so elegant, so, simple. so easy. I did see that topic did garner a lot of traction in your social media. Earlier. Yes. I know yeah. that you don't look. but No, uh, I don't. You know, I took a peek no. to see Until how it that
2: becomes definitely, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. obviously overwhelming. You know, mm. people are knocking at the That's door. Right. and, Yeah.
3: You know, doing knick-knocks.
2: That's it. Uh, Darren from Game Mia yeah, He says, uh, compliments of the rugby league season. Thank you. I was interested in hearing the conversation around rugby league referees and touch judges. Ah, yes. See what I mean? And ways to lift their profile in the game. Yes. No, good. Yeah. I think there should be referee and touch judge collector cards. That's an excellent idea. Isn't that a wonderful idea? So simple. For so long, kids have been able to see favourite players on Scanlon's football cards, so why not let kids enjoy seeing their favourite referee on a collector card? Can you imagine school kiddies at play lunch... Swapping their referee playing cards with each other. I've got a Matt Chech and I'll swap you for two Ashley Kleins and so on.
1: Oh, I think mean, that's an excellent idea.
2: On the reverse of the card, it could list the officials' relevant statistics, e.g., games officiated, penalties given, dud decisions made, and maybe a percentage <laughs> indicating accuracy of rulings and where they currently rank. Also, that's fantastic. What about a rugby league official Hall of Fame? Yeah. Showcasing the history and characters of the great game. You know, great referees of the past, I dare say. Mick Stone, Bill Harrigan, and of course, the grasshopper, Barry Gomesle, would surely qualify. Well, they would. Whatever a team of the decade is announced, there should be a referee and a touch judge of the same era revealed as well. You know,
3: they I'm pretty sure this is right that the AFL used to have Umpire of the Year. Did they? Up until about 2015. Why did they and, stop? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Why <laughs> did they stop? Sadly, the relationship between the community and the umpires has plummeted since then, oh, okay. and I blame that simple omission mm. from the big nights. Right. Um,
2: Usually the rugby league referee of the year, the acknowledgement is being grandfather. given the grand final. Yeah,
3: I understand that. That's probably the same in the AFL. Probably.
2: Why not posters of referees to go along with player shots and why not a team photo of all the officials, including video refs and touchies, for kids to be able to put on their wall next to their team or favourite player? This would no doubt lift the profile of refereeing and create an understanding of the importance referees have played in the greatest game of all. It would also provide something to aim for with youngsters who may not be great at playing. The sort of kid who is officious. And a stickler for the rules, and could see a genuine rugby league career path laid out before them. Just my thoughts. They're just all excellent thoughts. Excellent thoughts, Darren. Excellent thoughts.
3: Now, how about taking a little bit further? Mm. How about a run through? You know, the AFL have big run throughs. Great idea. Yeah, something we've come to blow. Yes, we're We're putting on a show. Yes, they can't do
2: without us. Yeah. Etc. You know, would there something. be volunteers, HG, there, who, who'd make sure that would run be, through yeah, for sure the referees? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there would be. So there'd be I mean, a referees run through, followed by the players run through. Different yeah. run throughs. They'd have to. Be. So there'd be three run throughs. <laughs> Maybe some it's not weeks. Not looking a bit cumbersome.
3: Well, some weeks there's no player run through, just the
2: referees run through. Yeah, but there'd always be a referees run through. There would. That, that's there what there we're that's suggesting. A yeah, it. good. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jack's been in touch from Ashfield. Uh, we're seeing trade unions for nurses, teachers and train workers going straight this week against the Perrottet government over wages, understaffing and more. In light of the Port Barreling decision, uh, is a time for the West Tigers, Doggies and others to take industrial action over the uh, the uh, proposed museum at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, but what are they, what's their beef? What are they going to do, though? Yeah, what's their beef? It's just to, Well, they want the museum. They want the Perrottet government to put some money into the Leichhardt Oval Museum. Yeah, but I thought that was
3: going ahead. As in, as in, I don't know if it is going oh, ahead. Okay. They want, they want
2: official. They, they uh, want a little bit of cash injection, mm. you know, much in the manner of, you know, the, the World Cup soccer. Yeah, fair enough. Now, two thirty million. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah,
3: that'll, that'll solve the toilet problem out there. Mm-hmm. Now, can I ask, you see, when we've talked about this in, before, uh, I've thought, oh, the government, you know, they're hopeless. I mean, yeah, Morrison's yeah. absolutely right. You can't trust governments. Yes. I mean, not that the big bloke upstairs will give you money, but be that as it may, uh, you know, you can't trust governments to do things. We've got to do it ourselves. You
2: do it ourselves,
3: yeah. So I saw cake stalls. I saw, you know, raffle nights, all that sort of stuff, raising money to preserve like Oval. Right. And getting the dunnies covered in perspex or, you know, yeah, behind yeah, the yeah, perspex, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that. Ad northeable on this show. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I hadn't thought of going again with industrial action mm. to get uh, money for it yeah. at all. That's a brand new idea to me.
2: It is a brand new idea. Well, that's the suggestion of Jack, that that, that maybe the West Tigers could go on strike. But fine. But, is it, is... but, but would, would people notice? <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they would at the moment. No, they wouldn't. There's so many other worthy issues. Yes. yeah. I mean, if, say, they went on strike tomorrow, who are they playing, Canterbury? Uh, so Canterbury f- run out. Okay, they're ready. The, the, the umpies have, the refs have run through their, you know, run through. Everything's ready. West Tigers don't come out. Well, that's all right. Can't Canterbury point. just get the two points
3: and they go home. Well, the sad thing is it's in cowboy land. Oh, they're playing the Cowboys. Yeah, FNQ Cowboys. Yeah, right. So all of a sudden the Tigers, no one will see it.
2: No. No, it's they, a bit out of town, isn't yeah,
3: it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be different if it was Leichhardt over, yeah. people have noticed. Still, it caused a bit of a splash somewhere. It w- would, what, in the um yeah, people Gold Coast People who bought
2: their tickets.
3: Yeah, yeah. You
2: yeah, know, well, here to see the Cowboys. Cowboys run out. Yeah. Then there were just crickets. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. I know. We're the West Tigers. They didn't come. Yeah. They're protesting. You think people would have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Score oh, the dressing the rooms, dressing rooms are a bit quiet, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> ah, Adam. says, happy rugby league to you, your families. I've really struggled emotionally over the past couple of weeks if you've discussed the sad demise of Touchies in the greatest game of all. Oh,
3: you yeah, see, it did, it, did, oh. it did
2: really strike a chord. After many sleepless nights, I finally had an idea how we can all help Touchies of all ages and abilities. Similar to magic round, could feathers create a magic touchy round or a touchy gala day where the 50 greatest touchies of all time are given a lap of honour in front of an adoring crowd? Wow, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. One could also join the boys in the commentary box.
3: Well, and how about they wear the gear they wore in the day? Yes,
2: on the day, with the TNT on it or whatever whatever it was. (laughs) People could also have a chance to buy a seat at a touchy table for a formal dinner or luncheon where guest touchy speakers talk about their illustrious careers and greatest memories. <laughs> the gala could also include all spectators getting a touchy shirt on arrival and schoolchildren providing a guard of honour for the touchies as they enter the playing area. Imagine the interest from this type of extravaganza. Do you think this could help? Well, Adam, I'd think it could. It could. It'd be great. It'd be great. And if promoted correctly, yes, you know
3: you don't want you know volandis getting in the road claiming all the glory for it. You no. know, you know, you might be able to sort of declare something proper yes. from the head office. Well, but
2: we, we, wouldn't we uh, go to professional marketing people? We would have to. We would have to. And they would come We'd up have. with the concept of yeah. uh, which day, which, which match. day, where, where the luncheon's yep. going to be. Yes, that's right. Is it is it bow tie? Yeah. I mean, is it formal? Yeah. How it, yeah. informal? Yeah. Uh, the touchies, do they and, and sit down one, one touchy per table? Yeah, are they in their touchy gear or are they wearing the... No, there are <laughs> a lot of questions to answer. <laughs> but, you know... And who's going to give the address? Yeah, well, that's a big you know, problem. Yeah. But well, remembering... what's the theme going to be? How I became a touchy? How I became a touchy or why I became why a touchy. Why I became a touchy, even yeah. better, yeah. It, it sharpens it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. A lot of people ask me... <laughs> Why and, I raise the flag? And you
3: might be able to do something like, you know, maybe get uh, Delta Goodrum along to say, "I wish I could have become a
2: touchy." Oh, you know, yeah. Or a, write a song. Write maybe a song. Get the Whitlams. You know, the Whitlams, Oh, yeah, they're very B- good at one. B- the bloody uh, yeah, song neither. about his broken jaw. Yeah, what? they'd love it. What d- about the day I became a touchy? Yeah, touchy for the a day. A- the day I called him out. <laughs> Foot on the line. Foot on the line. Great. Yeah, now, this you're comes off. from... This comes, you're off. The but, day I sent him off. The day I sent him off. Yeah, but touchies don't send him off. No,
3: I know. The, the day, day I, I recommended the, him yeah, I told the ref to yeah, send him off.
2: I told the ref send him off. Okay. Phil, Phil's phil been in touch. I'm not Phil Gould. Oh, I don't think so. No. Ah, this is Phil from Hinsdale, Illinois. Oh, wow! For your reference, Hinsdale is a suburban town about 30 kilometres west of Chicago. Wow! Happy Rugby League, he says. I'm excited to make you both aware of an amazing opportunity that presents itself on this side of the Pacific. As I was watching the local TV coverage of the Open Championship last Friday... NBC's lead sports broadcaster, Mike Tirico... Oh, Tirico. Terrific, terrific commentator. ...casually mentioned that the golfer Cam Smith wasn't even the most well-known Cam Smith in Australia. Tirico went on to talk about Cam Smith, the maroon and how the level of fame he had achieved through rugby league far exceed that of the soon-to-be champion golfer of the year. Torrico even seemed to know the difference between league and union, which is usually a 20-minute conversation with most Americans. With this unsolicited name recognition and endorsement of Torrico, who is the voice of NBC's sports' biggest events, including handling play-by-play for Sunday Night Football this upcoming season, surely Sneesby must realise what a huge opportunity this is for the Eye of the Storm team to promote rugby league as a product as well as a serendipitous lead-in to the Rabbitohs VC Eagles showdown next season. Are you listening, Sneesby, he says. Finally, thank you for the podcast. It helps make this long-term expat feel closer to home each week.
3: Isn't that a lovely, Isn't that sign a wonderful off? story? That is incredible. That is incredible. Well, and that's the sort of thing that's got to be acted on. I know. I know. Surely Valente should has got up. to
2: reach out to Torico to and say, and I'm, say available. Well, "I'm available. I'm available. Let's to come. talk. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk. Rugby league.
3: Have you heard about Touchies? Would be the next thing. Yes. If you're keen, and then imagine Touchies becoming more popular in America than referees.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, they're wonderful, wonderful correspondents we've had this week, HG, and thank, thank you for uh, uh, listeners going to the trouble. Of
3: replying uh, to uh, uh, some uh, of the issues that we've yeah. raised. And how about that from America? I mean, usually America's a fairly dense place to get information into. Yeah. Plenty easy to get it out of. Sure. There, but sure. you know, to think that there's in Illinois, where is he? 30 miles 30 west miles west, of, west Chicago, of
2: Chicago. There's a bloke <laughs> there who knows the difference between Cam Smith and Cam Smith.
1: <laughs> the AFL Opera, a murderer calls. Four quarters of blood, mayhem, death. Sloop Pointing North Action and Getting the Hard Ones on the Turn previews this October across Australia. Sponsored by Bludging on the Blind Side.
3: Now, we come to some issues connected with uh, more or less the fallout from Origin and uh, one of the uh, stories uh, concerns Jacob Siafiti, who uh, says that he can become the best, best prop in the game. Now, the last time I came across anybody who wanted to be the, you know, the... Best prop in the game it goes back to Mace, Willie Mason. Oh yeah. Who uh you Canterby Banksdown Bulldog, they were sure. when the dogs were on top. Yep. And Mace thought that he could become the best uh yeah. you know, obviously prop in the competition. Yeah.
2: Now Gee, we've had some beauties, haven't we, over
3: the years? Over the years, incredible. Incredible. Now what about fat Albert Young? Cuts fat Albert Craig. Young. We'll get to we'll get to David. the Dragons team of the century in a minute. Yep. But uh, Saifidi had a Origin debut in the state of Origin recently and, uh, you know, he came on from the bench mm. and uh, Saifidi then, you know, obviously was able to score out of the post in his first outing. Yeah. And uh, many thought that, uh, you know, the Blues, once he got the ball under the uh, black dot, many thought that the Blues would go on and win the game. Yes. Now, in the emptiness, this is uh, obviously the Murdoch press, in the emptiness of the series losing aftermath, it was Alexander who pulled, this is Greg Alexander, who pulled Saifidi aside inside the dressing room. In a major call, Alexander told the 26-year-old he had ability to be the number one forward in the game if he wanted to be. Wow. So that's been coming from Greta, Greg Alexander, who's seen a proper two in oh, his time. Oh, oh, has
2: he ever? And no. you just no. imagine how Sophie would have felt with, you know, Brandy just, saying that to him. I know. Incredible. Taking him aside.
3: Taking him aside. Going out of his way. Yes. Not
2: talking to the touchy, who was no, no, great. No, no. No, 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 but talking to no. Jacob. How did we come by this story, HG? Who... Did Saifidi go and tell someone about this?
3: I think he did. Uh, David Riccio is... Uh, has has Alexander denied it or... or no, or, or, no. No, he hasn't denied it? No, he says, um, that's what he said to me. Right. Said Saifidi. So, he so it's hearsay at this stage. You know, yeah, it's hearsay. That's what he said to me. Saifidi said it. He made the point that I would need to get fitter. Ah, oh. And I definitely believe it. I've obviously been inconsistent this year. I haven't been at my best, whereas last year I was. Mm. Um, I've had some big games this year but there's been a couple of bad ones as well in between. Right. I have no doubt, I have to do it week in, week out, if the NRL is tough going, there's no dropping off. And then he's got a beautiful turn of phrase here which is really what I wanted to draw your attention to. That's what separates the top echelon of props from the rung below. Do you think he actually said that? The top <sighs> echelon that of props. That sounds right.
2: <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. Because so there are a hell of a lot of props on the rung below, aren't they? There are. Aren't there? So what we've got is Jacob, top echelon
3: of prop, yeah. siafiti Yeah. Now, uh, so top echelon. See, Big
2: Paul and Wim, Webke, he, he was on the top echelon.
3: Oh, he was a real top echelon. He was a real top echelon. Well, brick with eyes oh, going brick back with there. eyes, of course.
2: course. Of course. They didn't have enough room on the no, top No, the echelon was so high.
3: That's <laughs> no, right. Now, it's that consistency that's just uh, something I'm missing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, let's see, you said a couple of good runs, scored a try, gave me confidence, and especially after the first run. Mm. But it's all for nothing. I would have rather got the win and played the worst game of my life than play well and lose, which is ah, what he
2: did.
3: That's I mean, that's a
2: big yeah, call, isn't that
3: it? That is a big call. I'm a but that's what you
2: want from a prop. You want a prop putting the team ahead of themselves. Correct. A... No one likes a prop with big notes. No. You won't get on the top echelon. Big noting. Big noting. You won't. I'm worried that Saifidi's
3: gone big noting too soon. Well, it sounds soon.
2: a bit like big noting, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
3: does. It's very hard to draw I wish he hadn't
2: said anything. <laughs> I wish he'd just been consistent and got fitter. <laughs> <laughs> of course.
3: Now, I'm a specialist bench player and that's my job to come on and change the momentum. Mm-hmm. I've had good practice with the Knights so that was no different in New South Wales. My job is to change momentum, or if they've got momentum, to keep it going. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Imagine if you had momentum and he changed it back to not having momentum. Yeah. When you wouldn't make it to the top echelon if you did no, that? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be on the top you, echelon. You wouldn't be anywhere near, like near the top echelon no. or the second rung. My form at Newcastle is. <laughs> Hasn't been the best, but I showed an and what I can do, and when I'm at my best. Now, anyway, just away from there. But that's really interesting to get you an idea of the pecking order. He didn't say anybody anything about anybody who's no. above him on the top echelon. No, he just said I know what the top echelon
2: is. Yeah, you know, look, he can see the top echelon now,
3: yeah. can't he? C- can I point out? You and I have covered rugby league for a very long time. We have. I've never heard the word echelon never connected with
2: rugby league. Never. Ever. And isn't it nice to hear it? Hey. Eh? Now, I mean, Penny more players didn't start talking about Echelon. You know, who's in the top Echelon on, Pro, on, on, on the edge? Well, on the who's edge. Who's your best edger? Yeah, extra.
3: give us your number five. Give, five, give us your number five, five on your Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, from the, uh, from the world of uh, origin, mm. look, this is a bit hard, this one, because it's actually a story about, you know, Freddie, it's time to go. Look, I I don't think we've got to get rid of Freddie yet. (sighs) yet. I think he's got about another five years of duds in him, and I'm hopeful to be around to see them all. Now, anyway, some commentators speak solidly of the passion of Jerome Luai or Daniel Tupu playing for Samoa or Tonga, without recognising this is the same. This same passion is also missing from their origin efforts. That's the. Again, the Murdoch press, Paul Kent, who was knocking at your door earlier, he was. that that sort of comment is that this is a true thing that the players often play better for one part of the rugby league spectrum, with way more intensity and enthusiasm than for other parts of the rugby league. I mean, that's yeah, human
2: nature, isn't it? It is. It is.
3: Things don't. All things aren't equal. No. So here he says, no. anybody who dares suggest the passion is not the same in, is beaten into submission, this is in Origin, when, yet when Billy Slater knocked on Tom Dearden's door to tell him he was starting for Cameron Munster, mm. who had been ruled out with COVID, Dearden teared up
2: yeah. and had
3: one message, I won't let Queensland down.
2: Well, that's beautiful story, isn't see it? what I mean? Yeah.
3: See, that's why New South Wales have trouble beating Queensland. Yeah. I won't let Queensland down.
2: He's yeah. not talking about, no. you know. See, if the same thing happened in the, with the Blues and Freddie had to phone someone up, you know, can you look, so, you know, uh, two, for, two poos out, can, would you mind stepping in? You'd probably say, oh, nah.
3: Yeah, I've got a big oh, match got with a big Roosters.
2: i Roosters. I'd rather yeah. not. Thanks, yeah, Fred. But, you know, all the best with it.
3: Yeah. Could maybe get somebody off the second rung.
2: Yeah. A couple of flag, bl- flag blokes pretty quick.
3: <laughs> now... Tom Gilbert later spoke of a life – he's the other – he's your wild man. Yeah. I think he was only meant to play two minutes but ended up playing 80 – well, 78. 78, yep. Tom Gilbert later spoke of a lifelong dream being realised running out in the Suncorp in front of a family for Queensland in an origin decider. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, of course, what happened. You know, a lifelong dream. Yep. I mean, how many – I don't mean to be unkind to people because they have different career paths and all that sort of stuff. But lifelong dreams, I mean, yeah. these are people. Well, they're the players you want. Exactly,
2: exactly. See, you don't want your professional who's going to just go out there and go through the motions. You've got to have someone who's prepared to put their life on the line. Yeah, No. Well, Go to the very edge. Look at the echelon. Yeah. <laughs> tap dance. Tap dance on the echelon. Yeah, no. Not the second thing. With, the risk, of With yeah. the risk of failure. With the risk of failure. You know, it's got to come from the heart. I, I, I'd much rather have, you know, a bloke beside me who's playing with heart yeah. than someone who's highly skilled and has got a heart. Yeah. Because <laughs> <I think laughs> you I'm haven't like... got a heart, you can't play with mm-hmm. yeah, league. I know.
3: See, I remember you going round to a lot of people who got their first go with the Shamrocks. Yeah. <clears throat> knocking on their front door. That's and right. Said, How do you feel? Yeah. Mm.
2: This, is, this is the most
3: important thing that's ever happened to me. Then, you know, <laughs> you've got a heart. Yeah, yeah. you beauty. Yeah, we're in. You're yeah. it. Now... <laughs> There is a suggestion that uh, after a short period at coaching at this level or at any level, you Mm. should stop and move on. Now, Freddie's up to five years, I think,
2: now. Is he really?
3: And it's pointed out... The first couple of years were good. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Yeah. Now, most coaches think that, like, Jake Gibson never did more than three years as a coach at any club. Warren Ryan never did more than four years. Both figured that after... That long, they'd had enough of the players, or more to the point, the players had enough of them. Yes. Now, what is missing for the Blues is what happened well after the lights went out at Suncorp at Stadium at 2 in the morning. Now, ah. so they win. Yeah. They win. They finish their duties, their media commitments by about half past 10. Mm. Then they're still there at 2. This is all the Maroons are still there at 2 o'clock in the morning.
2: Probably having a few beers.
3: Thanks very much. Yeah. The Maroons were maybe Leachman Lagers because they well, could have been. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Now, the Maroons were in their dressing room, seated in a circle, still in their jury. Jerseys, singing John Denver's "Country Road." Oh, what a night! Take I, me I never,
2: home. I never tire of that song. No.
3: Oddly enough, mm. the the most my re- most recent contact with that song mm. was the Melbourne Demons singing it in the rooms after they won the flag in Perth last year. Really? Yeah, they that was a big because they roamed around a lot. Okay, the idea of "Country Road"
2: take me home yep. was meant I something. I had no to. idea. Hmm. Okay, the Maroons, So, so course, that song is used by a lot of clubs.
3: isn't It sounds like it. Sounds like it. yeah. Like Sweet Caroline, she used to buy a lot of clubs, and I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, they've got to think something else. I mean, mm. anything like Country Road, tell me, it's a dull song. Dull, very dull. Mm. Anyway, nobody wanted to leave. Finally, Al Langer, Alan Langer, yeah. who kn- knows Queensland and knows Rugby League, Does. hustled the, them d- together. Boys, he said, we're going to the Caxton." Now, the caxon's the pub,
2: the yeah, famous yeah, pub yeah.
3: near Lang Park. Well, they
2: would have kept it open late for the boys, Exactly. Surely? They yeah. knew they were
3: coming. They yeah. kept the light
2: on. Did they go down in there, still in their Guernsey's, they shoot? Wait a minute. And so
3: they stood and walked to the Caxon Hotel still in their playing gear, still unwilling to leave each other's side, yeah. and they walked into the pub where the bar staff had their beers lined up and waiting on the bar. Isn't that a beautiful story? I mean. Isn't that a beautiful story? I mean, there's your final scene of your film. <clears throat> yeah, you know, you start off with, you know, who is it knocking on the door? Uh, mm-hmm. Billy knocking on Dearden's door. Yeah. You know, says, I won't look Queenstown down. I won't down.
2: Let down. Huh? And the last scene is the yeah. boy's
3: wandering down the street to, the, to yeah. the nearby pub with them.
2: Do we know what the blues got up to after the match sheet? They... No one's interested.
3: Honestly, no one's interested. I mean, remember I may have mm. talked about this the other week. Remember yeah. when uh, the Hogs for the Homeless toured out there in the Northern Rivers of New South Wales, mm. doing good works? Ended up, I think they laid the turf at Wellington. They did. They discovered that everybody out there hated New South Wales, even they though they lived win. in.
2: Because <laughs> they don't win.
3: <laughs> even though they lived in New South yeah. Wales. Yeah. Now, that's so are probably you, where suge- are back
2: you suggesting to me that the the Blue Boys would have left Lang Park, still in there? No. Guernseys. Like they. Changed. They changed oh they changed. Yeah. Right. And when they got back to the hotel no one remembered them. No no one knew who <laughs> they were. <laughs>
1: The Rugby League Party is the only party offering practical Rugby League solutions. Only Rugby League can deliver zero emissions by 2025, a balanced budget, a registered nurse in all aged care facilities 24 hours a day, Rugby League-compliant submarines, and a cast guarantee that on every hour of the day, a game of Rugby League will be played somewhere on Earth. Next time you vote, vote one, Rugby League. Now, in Fallout 2, and I
3: think this was time to coincide with hopefully getting uh, a maroon win, Mm. Rugby League immortal Wally Lewis has planned his funeral, picking the coffin he wants to be buried in and the maroon jersey and scarf he wants to wear for eternity. Okay, that's good. (laughs) That's good. He yeah. thought that's true. Yeah. Uh, so he's been to a few funerals lately and the discussion started immediately after, you know, going to one mm. that I thought maybe I should start planning for his. Yeah. It's a situation every family will go through at some point. It's all about having things in place, mm. knowing what you want to do, where you want to do it. Yep. It's going to happen at some time, so it's better to be ready and have everything in place. Yep. So obviously I don't have to go through uh, Wally's career. He, stu- he played Origin from the very beginning, yep. One. Eight man of the match awards, Did. thirty-four appearances. The he emperor was the of Lang emperor Park. of Lang Park. Yeah, yeah no, it says yeah. it all.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so I assume he'd be buried in the buried in Lang Park on the in the centre
3: of the ground. Well, what a lovely idea! That would be great. Yes. I, just to finish off here, I, I'd love to be buried in one of my jerseys. Yes. If I was wearing a Queensland one and be buried in Brisbane, I'd be resting very comfortably for a long time. Mm. Oh, that's great. I can't see uh, hanging. Sorry, I can't see having everyone standing around in suits at the funeral. No, the guys I know from the footy and my days at Nobby Surf Lifesaving Club don't like wearing suits. No. If you're going to take the uh, time out to turn up for, um, at, to my funeral, come along as comfortably as you can, as you can in a jersey. Yeah. He laughed. Uh, those in New South Wales jersey can expect to get abused.
2: Ah. Yes yeah, <laughs> funny good. till the end, yes, yes.
3: Uh, so that's a terrific idea, and the maroon coffin mm-hmm. uh i mean i'm I'm not sure whether, whether that'll survive as long as Wally, no. as in once he's interred in it, yes. uh but you know it's a lovely touch, isn't it with um it's got the q r l uh logo on it oh. uh, in a couple of places yeah. and uh, you know the scarf and the jumper it's just going to be a whole thing and to think while he's in there in the gear. Yes. I just hope he wears the shorts and has the boots on with the socks. Yeah. Appropriate socks. Because yeah. you yeah. know, detail
2: matters. Yeah. I, I know it's a timing thing, HG, but you know, if he was to depart sometime within a reasonable proximity to a state of origin match. Ah,
3: oh, I know, I know what you're you know what I mean. You know, yeah, what I, I can see where this is going.
2: Because he could be put in a fridge for a while. But so um, mm-hmm. He'd keep going, Roy. Right? A month or six. <laughs> six weeks. Oh, I don't know how long you're allowed legally the... to keep him in a... Look, okay. some of these cold cases,
3: they've been for there for 10, 15, years. 15, 20 years. Yeah, but we don't
2: want to do that. No, we don't want to do... He's not going to be in a fridge for 20, 20 years. He's not. It's only going to be a couple of months. Yeah. Let's I'll say let's... he leaves us Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, it's only... It's really only done. about five, five months then. Yeah. You've got to keep him cold. And... <laughs>
3: And out he comes. Out he comes. There would not be a dry there eye in the house. There would not be a dry
2: eye. All the touches in line, all the...
3: <laughs> all that they were there, the surviving ones who were yes. there. Yes. That,
2: that touched yes. the king. And so you'd have it before kick-off for the State of Origin game. Mm. Beautiful. You know, goodness. sure, The uh, the that, that part of the ground would be a little bit soft for a little while, but with mm. compactors and stuff. Yeah, I know. You'd have to put you, the you canvas mean, over Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, the, so all right, so if kick at, say, 7 o'clock... You'd have to start the funeral probably, I don't know, half past five. Yeah.
3: Would you have a free beer for an yes. hour afterwards in the ground? Yes. So people for could sure send him off in the appropriate manner? Yes,
2: with a toast. Three cheers. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, what a lovely idea. Yeah. And you'd have, uh, you know, somebody appropriate who do the officiating.
2: Oh, probably oh. the Premier because it would be a state oh.
3: funeral. St- oh, God, I hadn't thought of it'd that. It would have
2: to be a state funeral.
3: Anastasia Palaszczuk would come down. She would.
2: It. That would be fantastic. If she's still, you know, no, the Premier. Somebody when, mo- somebody yeah, else we're we're not hoping, we're not wishing that Wally loses. I mean, he still could be around for another 20 years yeah, easily. E- easily. But yeah. at least we've got these plans in place. Right. Yeah. And what but, a great... And if the Queensland Rugby League, <coughs> just, just be mindful that this is what's going to happen. Well, the king would like to go. The king would want to go out in, in ins- the way he, in the manner in which is, is befitting. I know. Bespoke for yeah. him. Yeah, I know. Perfect. I know. And so they've got that plan there. It's a bit like the ABC. You know, we're ready if the queen departs. We've got program. Ready to go. Ready to go mm. that sums up her life, etc. etc. It's Probably all ready. Music, yeah.
3: Yeah. And the newsreader might wear a special suit. Well, it might,
2: yeah, yeah. No, I'm not sure if going to ready yeah. to go. yeah. Well, the same with the QRL. They're going to be ready at the drop of a hat. For the Emperor. For the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of greats,
3: yeah. <clears throat> this week the Dragons' Team of the Century was announced and I thought there was Good. a couple of talking points here. Good. Uh, and I'm sure lots of people who want to get involved. Okay, so this is it if you didn't catch up during the week. Graeme Langland's fullback. Wingers were Johnny King and Eddie Mums- Lumsden. Good. The centres, talking point here, Reg... Gasnier and Mark Gasnier. So Puff and the Fubster are your centres. Wow. That's controversial.
2: It is, isn't it?
3: Your 5'8", Brian Clay. Yeah. Halfback, Billy Smith. Yep. Your lock, Johnny Raper, obviously, selects himself there. Second row, Norm Proven and Rod Reddy. Yes. Props, Billy Wilson and Constable Fat Albert Young. Good. Uh, Hooker, Ken Ken Carney.
2: Killer Ken Carney, yes. Killer
3: Ken, yeah. On the bench, Doug McGritchie, Neville Smith, Harry Barth, and Ian Walsh. Okay. The coach was Frank Burge. Now, one talking point that's sadly omitted in the current circumstances: mm. uh, Apasai and Nosy Toga. No the, mention. No mention. The Tongan connection. Yes. Now, so many players today come from the Pacific to play rugby league in Australia. They do, and yet Apasai and Nosy Toga were groundbreakers all those years ago. They were. And should I think get a spot there, Your international right. correspondence or yeah, something yeah. like that, international com, you know, contingent, yeah. Apicione and Ositoga. Well, we
2: wouldn't have the Islanders exactly. interested I mean, in rugby league if it wasn't for the groundbreaking. Seeds from were sown. Apisayan and Ositoga. And that was done by, I think, Frank Facer. He, he who was, got who on was a plane. Who was the great manager of uh, St. George for a hell of a long time. Yes.
3: Hell of a long time. He he was
2: what to rugby to to St. George what the bullfrog was to Canterbury. Yes, yes. A great stalwart. A great stalwart. And had had one
3: thing in mind in the success of
2: the club. Exactly, red and white. Red and white. He was a top echelon person. He was, total Mm. echelon. No second rungism. No rungism about him at all. At all
3: now, I'm just wondering if uh, you've got comments there, Roy. I mean,
2: well, I, I like Chang playing at, uh playing at, uh outside centre with uh, with uh, Reg inside centre. Mm-hmm. So I would be inclined to uh, drop Fubby out and have Lord Ted Goodwin at fullback. Right, controversial, I know. Yeah,
3: well, I've got to say, controversially. They selected two gaznias.
2: Yeah. I, I, it's just too neat, isn't it? It yeah. beggars belief. Correct. It, it, it's Correct. wrong and it's Correct. an insult to people who like the red and white. It's an insult to Frank Faser.
1: <laughs> Shambles, the award-winning documentary of rampaging Roy Slaven's final season with the Lithgow Shamrocks, has just been released with narration by The Fox, Josh addo Download this rugby league cinematic experience through Bludging on the Blindside.
3: you listen to The Bludge, The Bludging on the Blindside.
2: And uh, Roy, the. Um, <clears throat> There was someone suggesting, as she, that Lang Park was built on a cemetery? That's
3: correct. It was a cemetery. Right. Um, There's a fact, rust
2: from the Sunshine Coast.
3: Yes, that's right. I, I'm not sure when it stopped being a cemetery, no.
2: and what happened it's to all. It's still not. It's a cemetery now, though, is it? No, but we're hoping. But it, we're hoping it can be. Mm. Come again. Someone's suggesting that he disagrees that Wally Lewis's funeral should be. He's saying it should be after the state of origin, and only if Queensland win. If New South Wales win, it's back to the fridge he goes.
3: Putting a lot of pressure on the Queensland team.
2: Well that could be the motivation. Yeah, but yeah. Wally. Yeah. He's been hanging He's around. For Wally. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he'd be in the dressing room. Yeah. yeah, he'd be there in the
3: in the uh, yeah, cardboard well, box.
2: In the cardboard box with yeah. the maroon colours I, draped over
3: it. See, I always thought that uh I found it always hard to accept that Lang Park was a cemetery because Yeah, I, I found it
2: hard to accept now. Yeah. And I know it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Because I always thought cemeteries were rather sacrosanct. Yes. You couldn't. What about relatives who? I know. And they would be several generations on now.
2: Yeah. Did they who, move everyone? Did they dig They
3: did. They dug them all up and moved them. Did they have rugby league in mind? Because it obviously, uh. I'm not sure exactly well, when. Who, it started. who
2: had planning said? Well, all right, Lang Park. Let's put it here on the cemetery.
3: No, that's right. Someone must that's have right. made that decision. In fact, for ages, I found it hard to accept Suncorp was Lang Park. As in, oh, was the same patch same of dirt. space? Yeah, I thought that oh. Lang Park was somehow a little further out, right? Just in my mind. Yeah, don't know quite why I thought that, I but you know, maybe up the hill somewhere, yeah. and that Lang Park was in a sort of
2: like valley part, right? <clears throat> maybe there was a, a, a Lang Park of your imagination that was, it was hell of a place, hell of a place, yeah. yeah. That made Suncorp look a bit ordinary. Is that what you mean? I think that, well, the idea that it was a... Because it was a while it was just in your mind. You got the disappointment, didn't you, when you first went to Lang Park? Yeah. Didn't you? We did a job there. We with, did. Um, we did. I'd been there before that, though, because I... Yeah, for some I'd reason, just watch a rugby union game. Oh, well done. Yeah. 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 That's right. We watched the British Lions. Oh, yeah, we Give, did give the Wallabies a toweling.
3: Yeah. That's right. That was the night they, I think they drank the pub dry before they got there. They did. Now... Speaking of one, this didn't quite fall out from uh, the state of origin, but I think things have moved on that somehow the state of origin tectonic plates shifted everything in rugby league. And it's got to do with Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall hooking up to decide to take on the burden of the West Tigers. Mm. Now, as we know and keep referring to, the Tigers are the bottom of the ladder at the moment at at the end of round 17. And uh, Benji's come out and signed a five-year deal, Tim Sheens has signed a two-year deal to sit at the feet of the Master. Sorry, Benji's sitting at the feet of the Master being Tim Sheens. Yep. Now, uh, Benji's, or both of them, appear to have said, I want to help the club I love, which is fair enough. I mean, Benji's finest playing days with the Tigers, he might have won a flag there. I think you did. Uh, some time ago, I can yeah. remember a past. He got away, uh, which gave him a... That's right. Drive. Brilliant. That's brilliant. right. Brilliant, brilliant, mm. brilliant. brilliant. Mm. Now, so what happens here is rugby league's a tiny world, really, isn't it? Mm. Uh, there's not many... Once you get to this echelon... Yeah. I mean, forget your props. (laughs) Once you get to this echelon above the playing area, there's about three people involved. That's true. So what happens is um, the plan, the coaching plan, was hatched at an inner west, that's of Sydney, restaurant three weeks ago. Right. The News uh, Limited Rugby League people were having a lunch there at Gruppa Restaurant in Leichhardt on a Tuesday afternoon. Right. Uh, let's see, there was, uh, obviously Phil Rothfield. Phil, uh, yeah. Brent, uh, Reed, David Riccio, Michael Karyanis. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they were sitting at a table at lunch at the Grappa restaurant in Leichhardt on a Tuesday afternoon. Right. And also there was, uh, Tim Sheens and, uh, the boss of the, uh, the Tigers and yeah. Chief Executive Justin Pascoe. Well,
2: it must have been a fascinating lunch, that one, HG.
3: Fascinating. Now, they started talking about coaching options, and by the mm. time the pasta, steaks, deep-fried zucchini, and roast potatoes arrived, that's what they ate. Yeah, they got through. You know, ob- objecting one way or another, rejecting one way or another. Shane Flanagan, Paul Green, Christian Wolf, John Morris, Josh Hanna, et etc. Right.
2: Now, so this was a this was a serious coach meeting. Yeah, who are we going to turn and to? Yeah, who are we going to turn to? They turned to News Corp. Exactly. Exactly. Is that bizarre? It, uh, I, uh, Can you imagine, you know, the Dolphins turning to the news corp to get some advice? It's just, just not credible. It, certainly,
3: <coughs> I don't think they reached for the upper echelons. No. Now, Sheens was seated at the end of the table. He'd been talking footy all afternoon. You could tell that he, even at the age of 71 he was still switched on
2: yes. about the
3: challenges the club was facing. <laughs>
2: <say>, oh, <on>, please, <laughs> don't relieve
3: that. Hasn't he been conducting a review? I, I hope think he he's is. switched on. I think he is. Now, the fact he'd only been back eight months after a decade in England didn't matter. Mm-hmm. He was sharp as a tack, so I asked him why don't you... Switched he... on and sharp as a tack. Indeed. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Excited about recruitment opportunities and the next wave of young players coming through their juniors over at Tiger Town. Good. And maybe an opportunity to bring Benji along for the ride. Why... And so, this is Phil Rothfield says, so I asked him, why don't you coach the team for a couple of years and mentor or a young coach? Now, Whoa. I can't believe this that the media's deciding who's <coughs> going to take coach rugby league teams right. and somehow this gets approval from
2: Volandis and them. Yeah. Because they Well, it's got have nothing to do with Volandis, yeah, strictly I know, speaking. I know, of course. He I doesn't do. have to approve one way or the other. I bet you he does. It's up to the clubs.
3: I know, the clubs. The club! They send a, a post it note up to Volandis. Peter, yeah. have a look at this line up, will yeah. you? They're real upper echelon types. <laughs>
2: Now, so then Tim Sheens is thinking, oh, I haven't thought of an that. apprentice. Mm. I need an apprentice. Who could it be? Exactly. Who could it be? Someone who used to play with the club. Yeah, good idea. Okay, he's thinking. Well, of exactly. that limits it, there. Yeah, that brings yeah. down um, the list. Yeah,
3: no, Kerry Hemsley obviously. Kerry
2: Hemsley would be great. And you've got to really got to say, oh, all right. Well, props generally speaking, don't make good catches. No. No, they don't. don't. know why. They don't, it's something yeah. they're going to have to sort out amongst themselves. And the door's got too many business
3: interests, so he can't have him. He hasn't got time. No, he hasn't got time. Uh, you know, you could have a look at, uh, who's the lad who used to play for New Zealand and played for a long time? Uh, oh. You know. Uh,
2: or well, Brett a, Kamali. Oh, Well, Brett Camorley uh, Giggles. <laughs> <laughs> giggles Kamorley. Yeah. Uh, so, see, see, why didn't Tim decide to mentor Brett Kamorley? Well, wow. what an interesting question that is! Why Benji? I mean, Benji's great. Everyone loves Benji. Yeah, and he loves the club. Yeah, and Sir Alan Sugar or Lord Alan Sugar or says whatever he's his name great. says, he's great.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he won that thing.
2: He won uh, that Apprentice Celebrity Apprentice. That's a, not
3: a hard That's not bloody easy to win. How about this? Why don't you coach the team for a couple of years and mentor a young coach? He answers straight away. Yes, I'd consider that.
2: I'd consider that.
3: Then of course the club officials, their eyes lit up. Yes. We continued to press them on the option and what role Benji could play. Like most of us, they had always been wearing. So of the Benji's
2: 18th. name came up at that lunch.
3: Exactly. At that lunch. Not Kamali. No. They'd gone through Flanagan, Green, Wolf, Morris, uh John Morris, that is, yeah. Josh Hannay. How about how about the uh Morris twins? As coach. I mean, I'll just
2: put that out yeah, there. Yeah, right. I, I don't want to... But they had issues. no association with West Tigers, I no, don't I think.
3: No. no, that's all right. Anyway, um, why would such a respected four-time premiership coach who had achieved everything want to take on what is arguably the most stressful coaching job in the NRL?
2: Yeah, true.
3: So true. we left that restaurant later, that mm-hmm. afternoon, probably about four in the morning
2: the next yes. day, with a big
3: story but could do nothing about it. Because they decided what stayed in the restaurant was, you know, what we talked about in the restaurant stayed in the restaurant.
2: Until they decided to print it in that article you're reading Correct. now. So, Correct. So what Correct. brought that about?
3: Uh, it brought about because the story broke. Because the story broke. Who broke the story? A good question. I, I don't, don't know. know. I can't tell you.
2: Now, maybe it was the, uh, a, 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 an official at uh, the West Tigers Leagues Club. Maybe it was a club official who put out the statement.
3: I think that's right. Yeah, well, they had to yeah, say yes, something. They had to say something. Yes, yeah.
2: well, our coach for next year is going to be Mr. Tim Sheen's supported by supported him. by a Mr. Benji Marshall. Any questions? Didn't think so. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> see you later. Hang now. on. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, now, Farrah is uh, speaking of others. Robbie, Farrell, Robbie Farrah, Well, he's part of the he's part You've of the it. Yeah, he's part of the echelon. Yeah, uh, he's not the funniest guy, Robbie Farrah. I can't see many jokes coming out of Robbie Farrah. I mean, I mean, I might, might be wrong. He just struck me as a pretty doer sort of fellow, very
3: straight ahead. Mm.
2: Farrah will be appointed for, uh, an assistant
3: for the next two years. Assistant, b- good. But has ambition to make the transition from football manager to fo- into a football management role.
2: I didn't know he was a football manager. He's not. He's going to make <laughs> the
3: transition into a football management role. Right. He's not there yet. Sheans, does he mean
2: by manager the coach or does he I, mean no, representing think, the players? I think the My ladder. players were 400,000 a day, that sort of thing.
3: Sheens will return to the current head of football role as one he's had uh, for at least – one season when his two-year stint as head coach finishes. Yep. Now, <clears throat> Marshall got wind of interest and reached out to Sheens. They met, as in this yeah. double act, they, they were going to work out a few lines. They met at the Organica Cafe in Concord. Good. Near the club's training facilities. I met Tim, this is uh, Benji, yeah. I met Tim for a coffee and asked... Uh, what sort of path I wanted to go... He asked what, me what sort of path I wanted to go down. He said, yeah. I might." I said, my dream is to be an NRL head coach one day at the Tigers, but there are a lot of things that would have to happen before we get there. I said, if there's an opportunity for a full-time job, there could be a, a lead to... Uh, obviously, it could lead to something like being a head yeah. coach and I'd jump at it for sure.
2: Wow. And this happened co- coincidentally, nothing to do with the lunch. Sadly, it appears that these two things, they knew about the, right the lunch... Do we know which came first? Had the approach, had Benji reaching out to Tim happened before the lunch? No, I don't think no. so. No, okay. I so think just the coincidentally, one. the lunch happens and then, Benji, and then ring, yeah, ring, yeah. it's Benji here. Yeah, I'd like to coach. I'd like to coach. Oh, it's funny you should say that. We just
3: had lunch the Yeah, other day at the Grappa. Where do you want to meet? The Organica. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously. Near the Centre of Excellence. <laughs> That's at right.
2: Concord. Um, well, he's now <clears> described as an analyst. Is he? This is Benji. Right. That's his official role, He's analyst this year. See, I would have thought, why not give him some experience coaching Fleg? Indeed. Indeed. I mean, if you can get the Fleg team over the line. Yeah, he
3: might be able to. He think. might be able to. Now, they're the players who are going to be in the main team yeah. in a couple of years' time. Yeah. I mean, that's a simple suggestion. That's what I'd be doing
2: if I was talking to Tim Sheens now I'd say, Tim Rook, this is great. Have Benji come along on the Saturday or Sunday or the Thursday night or Friday night, whenever the game's on, sure, sit with you and watch what you do and all of that. That's great. But let him do the flag. Yeah, yeah. And because if he can win the flag, flag, yeah, we'll give that'd him be a, great. We'll give him a go at the upper echelon. Mm. Now,
3: look, obviously uh, this story's going to... It's oh, it's got, got legs. Like,
2: I know, five years to run. But and can definitely... I just say I wish Benji every success in the yeah, world? No, so do I. I think so everyone do I. does. Yeah, everyone but... who loves rugby league loves Benji. And Tiger Town. And Tiger Well, yes,
3: maybe, arguably, yes. <laughs> yeah, except rabbits, which is easy to understand. Sure. Rabbits people don't like tigers much. They don't. Goes back to, you know, Mario Fenick and bloody stupid old o- Benny. Old Ben, Elias, yeah, they had each
2: other's guts. Probably still do. But that's good for rugby league. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, the most exciting show comes to an end with a sadly inconclusive, but watch this space. It's going to run and run and run and there's bound to be tears before bedtime. Anyway, if you want more Bludge, go to the podcast. If you don't want more Bludge, hang up the phone now and we'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. See ya. Thanks for bludging with us. Bye now.
0: You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. I'm Patrick Stack. The only thing I find hard about Roy and HG is that it ends each week. If, like me, there's a sports-shaped hole in your life after listening to the boys, then check out ABC Sport Daily. Each episode, we cover one story in depth in less than 15 minutes. They're good. They are really good. From Aussies conquering the world of athletics. Pretty exciting to have yeah world champion next to my name. I uh, still can't get over that. To Cam Smith making golf history. So it requires you to be brave. Kim stood up there with a driver and was so brave. And feel-good stories that will make you smile. Well, Pat, I've never seen someone so excited to play a game of rugby league. Well, your daily sports conversation, ABC Sport Daily.